The Beat of Sports brought to you by Greenway Dodge and Greenway Ford. Find them online at GreenwayDodge.com and GreenwayFord.com. Greenway, the only way. The National Football League, the minute you say can't get any bigger, uh, Roger Goodell and his people would say, really? Just watch. Uh, comes off the incredible ratings that we had for Kansas City and San Francisco, a game in Las Vegas. And uh, Roger Goodell believes the game can get even bigger, more games on an international schedule now. Uh, Dan Kaplan's been a guest on our show for a number of times over a number of years, and uh, he's on uh, Twitter X at Kaplan Sports Biz. He's got a new piece up at the front office sports. Uh, first, uh, welcome back, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Good. I, I, let me get your thoughts just on uh, those TV ratings. I mean, people thought it would be a monster number. Was it bigger than you thought? And, and, and just on the game itself and, and to draw that kind of audience. Well, I uh, I was part of a uh, prediction group uh, uh, that a cable outlet does every year, and I predicted 120 million. Now, I didn't predict whether that would be the cumulative rating or just the rating on CBS. 120 was the rating on CBS, but there was about three and a half million other viewers on Nickelodeon, on Univision, uh, streaming. So the one once of over 123 million, it's just it's just a staggering number. It it it's really it's hard to comprehend, especially in this. This era of fragmented media view and fragmented politically, socially, to, to, to pull in 123 million is—it's it, just incredible. Dan, I, people tried to answer this over the years. Why? Why does the NFL, in some ways, uh, uh, is immune to whatever the audience shrinkage has been elsewhere? It remains this incredible, powerful brand. And to get even in conference championship games and divisional rounds to get these amazing numbers of thirty, forty, fifty, sixty million. Why? Why? Why does it work for the NFL so well with network TV? It's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> it may be a little, but not all of it. Dan. You know that. No. Yeah, there's probably a few million around the edges that you do have to ascribe to her. Um, th- this is what people have been asking for years, and I don't know if I have any better answer than anyone else, but. Clearly, the NFL has made a, has done a great job of making the games a spectacle, a destination. Um, it helps that they have fewer games than other sports. There's, you know, during the season, there's one game a week for your team. I know they're expanding into other days of the week with the first Friday openings, Friday season opening game after the Thursday game. Um, but it, it is a made-for-TV sport. People look do like the violence. Um, there's that element of it. Uh, it's a beautiful game too, uh, but I think the scarcity value of the games helps helps make it particularly special. When you have NBA games every other night, when you have NHL games, Major League Baseball games every day, there's a scarcity value that you have with the NFL that you don't have with other sports. Um, let's put the Taylor Swift thing aside, but talk about people and their impact. How about Mahomes? I mean, this is a league that's got a lot of stars. But Patrick seems to be somebody that draws a casual fan. I think it's helped the Chiefs' popularity. What's the value of the Mahomes era that we're watching? Well, clearly Patrick Mahomes is the most famous player in the game, uh, Travis Kelsey aside. Um, in his endorsement value is out of sight. Um, his, his player contract, while good, is not the, is not the best. Um, but he has said that he's willing to take a discount to continuing to win. And in terms of his brand, that probably helps it even more that he keeps winning. And that just means he can charge more for those State Farm commercials. 
Um, Vegas, uh, again, you've covered sports business a long time. The, 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 the league and its fellow leagues would go out of their way to tell Congress all the time, no, 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 we can't, this whole gambling thing. And here we just watched a week in Las Vegas. What was the reception like? And many people believe it's not if, but when the Super Bowl comes back to Vegas. Right. To give uh, the listeners a sense of how incredible this was, Oscar Goodman, who was the mayor of Las Vegas from 1999 to 2011, uh, did, did not go to the game. He did not attend the game. And he did that because he felt so scorned all those years that he tried to get the Major League Sports to come to Vegas. Paul Tagliavu, the commissioner of the NFL during part of his tenure, wouldn't even, wouldn't even meet with him. So he felt so scorned, he, he wouldn't, um, even though, even, he wouldn't attend the game, even though it was a celebration of all that he had worked towards. So, um, there's a question about whether it returns. Uh, and not because it, it's not a great sporting capital, not because it's not a great entertainment capital. The the casinos have to get on board. And the casinos, believe it or not, weren't thrilled with this Super Bowl. And that's because the type of visitor that replaced their gamblers weren't the type to put money down in the casinos. They were the ones that they put money down in the restaurants and retail. But the, the casinos felt like they lost their whales, their high-stakes gamblers. They were displaced. So... When the Super Bowl is put together, there's a host committee, and that host committee has to raise $50, $60, $70 million. And that comes from the corporations within the community. And there really aren't a lot of the corporations in Las Vegas outside the casinos. So it will be something worth watching going forward, whether the corporate community, i.e. the casinos, gets behind another bid. International games. The league continues to grow this. We're no longer just in England. We're in Germany. We're in uh, Brazil. We're going to Spain these games seem to be important to the National Football League. As big as this game is in this country, when you want to compare to soccer, the worldwide audience is significantly greater. I'm not saying Roger Goodell envisions a, a, a similar impact in the next few years, but clearly there's a mission for these international games, not just selling tickets, which sell well. What's your view on the growing number of international games and the NFL's growth in these places? Well, it's not just soccer. You can compare it to basketball. The NBA is far, far more popular right. overseas in the football, than the American football by a large margin. But the, the theory with international expansion is we just got over talking about how there's 123 million viewers for the Super Bowl. The ratings are out of sight. The attendance at games was out of sight. There's only so much more growth left. Uh, you don't see the Super Bowl growing from 123 to 180 million. That, that, we, we don't see that. So where is the growth? The growth is overseas. And while the league is not making money overseas yet, it, it's a it's a long-term project. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a team over, overseas at any point. I think the plan appears to be to play more and more games. By 2025, the league will be playing eight games overseas. And I could foresee, if that works, going towards a full schedule, 17 games, a game each week overseas. Um, I want to ask you about private equity. People hear that term in sports. It can mean a variety of things. And as I read the piece that your name's attached to front office sports, it was interesting. Um, there are a number of families that own NFL teams, older owners in the NFL. And as Arthur Blank was asked about private equity, he gave an interesting answer. So first, for the, uh, those that may not know, what's the league's policy on private equity? And where does a, a, a person like Blank think it could go? Well, the league's policy is to disallow private equity investment in teams, and they they are the outlier here. The NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball in recent years all moved to accept private equity. And there are two reasons the NFL is looking at changing its rule here. One is 
the, the franchise values. The Washington Commanders just sold for $6 billion. And Josh Harris, the, the new owner who actually made his money in private equity, had a tough time putting together the cash, the capital necessary to buy the team. And if these prices keep going up, there's only so, so many people who could afford it. So the, the thinking goes, let's allow like private equity to buy 10, 15% of a team, and that will reduce the amount of money a, a new buyer has to put, put down. And the second reason is the reason you, you inferred, which is the, the families where the current owner is aging. When the parents die, there's a huge uh, capital gains tax. Uh, if the family bought the team for $100 million and it's now worth $5 billion, that's an enormous capital gains tax. And so to afford that, you could allow private equity to buy into the teams and use those proceeds to pay off the inheritance tax. So th- those are the two thoughts behind allowing private equity. But the NFL is a conservative organization, and there are a lot of owners who, who are, feel proud that they don't have corporate ownership. So we'll see what happens. But Arthur Blank said the committee looking at this should make a recommendation at the annual meeting next month. Dan, I don't know if it's in our lifetime. Uh, Roger Goodell said not, along as, uh, not as long as he is commissioner, but he was asked the question, and, and John Skipper, the former ESPN chief, said it on Dan Lebitard's podcast uh, maybe a year or two ago, someday the NFL uh, behind a paywall. Um, do you envision that in the next 20 years? Well, we, we had one playoff game behind a paywall this year. There'll be another one behind, a, at least one behind a paywall next year. Uh, one, one behind a paywall this year, one next year mm-hmm. at least. Um, I, I don't see a Super Bowl behind a paywall in 20 years. Look, I mean, CBS was charging $7 million an ad for the Super Bowl. It, it drew 123 million viewers. They're able to the, think about the halftime show. They don't pay the halftime talent. The, the talent usher does it because he gets such wide exposure. If you go behind a paywall and you shrink your your audience to 20, 30 million, 40 million, 50 million, that, that, that suddenly becomes a lot less appetizing to, in this example, the halftime show. And thus that, that feature of the game, which actually draws more fans than the game itself, is reduced. So I, I, don't, I don't really see them going to behind a paywall for the Super Bowl anytime soon, definitely not in the next 20 years. I saw the story that uh, the Department of Justice may want to take a look at the planned new sports streaming service that um, was recently announced that, to me, seemed like what the Hulu idea was. We're just going to put everything in you know, one page with a menu. But what's your thoughts on the streaming service partnership that we learned that we're learning a little bit more about what their plans are? Well, we haven't learned too much about what their plans are. They have said that they don't plan to collectively bid on sports rights of so the three, Fox, Turner, and uh, ESPN won't collectively bid on sports rights. They'll individually bid on sports rights, and then those stream, then those rights will go into the package. Um, whether that's enough to put off the Justice Department, I don't know. I asked Arthur Blank this question that it appears to be reducing competition because uh, there's a lot of people in the market who don't believe what they say that they're going to bid individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Arthur Blank said that. You don't like it any time there's competition reduced, but he doesn't think the NFL is concerned about this right now. That's, I'm not sure that's entirely true, um, but it's early days yet with this, with this new streaming option. Uh, check out Dan on X or Twitter. He's at Kaplan Sports Biz. Get the links to all the work uh, that Dan does. Dan, good catching up as always. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We come back. It's time for the weekly history lesson that I believe is taking us back to the 12th century. Oh, yeah. That's next. 